0: We got some quick roster updates to update you with, on, uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Plus, we continue get back on track with our uh, mid-season reviews. You no, know, about low over now, low over a third of the way through the season. So be sure to stay tuned on this episode of Locked Coyotes. <laughs>
1: Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leon, your Carl Pavlik. Right beside me on this uh, Tuesday, it is December 14th um we're getting much much closer to the uh to christmas time you know only 11 days away i can't believe we're freaking there but you know it's it's amazing you know that plus the end of the year all stuff like that um i'm not sure how excited you are for the holidays carl
1: uh i'm madly excited i will be seeing my family this weekend
0: just because the actual holiday tends to be uh, a busy time for us yeah, I'm going to be trying to give myself the week off next week of uh, almost any work that I have. That way I can easily travel to California and be with my family for the week back um, back in the Bay Area. Um, it's kind of weird. I can't stay home anymore because I'm not going to San Jose anymore. But, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, it's always kind of weird when your family moves from your childhood home. Uh, it, it makes it so you can't really go home again. Definitely an
0: interesting phenomenon. Well, I think they say home is where your family is. So, I thought it's home was where the heart is. Yeah, there's different ways of putting it.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Well, if you have once, if you can, as long as you have your family together, that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That's all that matters. <laughs> um, but again, I'm 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 pretty excited for that. But, anyways, let's get on to. Today's show talk about the topics. We have some injury updates that you said you wanted to update us with. You know, help us, um you know, figure out what's going on with some of the Coyotes because there are some players who are uh, out for this week. Maybe some players who might be out for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. So speaking of players that are going to be staying home, uh Craig Morgan tweeted out yesterday that Tricken and Zingle will not play this week, and Jay Beagle uh, will be getting a second opinion on his injury. Uh Chikrin and DeZingle both missed the Coyotes last game against the Flyers. Uh they were out with injuries. Beagle looked like he uh took a puck to the ankle. Looked very painful. Apparently needed uh crutches to help get him down the walkway, so potentially he may be missing a long term. Uh although if he's getting a second opinion, who knows what they find in that second opinion. Either way, Coyotes are going to be out some players for at least the week. Luckily the team only has two games coming up this week.
0: Yeah, it's a very um a very uh short week for the years in the not much um going on. Um it's kinda of a funny thing that I want to mention too is um obviously no like true update or anything. I mean obviously I guess somewhat of an update. Um something that you saw right after he finished recording, Carter Hutton was spotted on the ice. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh Looks like there's no timetable for his return yet, but Carter Hutton was on the ice for practice uh, yesterday, um, which is good to, good to hear. Uh, we talked about how there's going to be an impending team decision on what to do about him uh, now that the Coyotes have Wedgwood and Vimalca, uh, so looks like that's going to have to be decided uh, fairly soon.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that'll be a, definitely a decision that had to be made. It'll be interesting because, like we said in yesterday's show, uh, that, you know, they, Melka and and Wedgwood, are, you know they're creating themselves a pretty decent tandem. So, like, why veer off from what works? Yeah,
1: uh, I agree. I think it's. It's up to the Coyotes to do what they think is going to give them the best chance of winning games. Um, I know the team is actively trying to get a first overall pick, but still doesn't matter. Like, especially for goaltending, don't mess with that too much. You don't want to affect people's confidence, especially for the younger players. Um, but I really don't know what would give the team the best chance. Um, if, if Hutton looks good in practice and warmups, Maybe give him a shot. Uh, maybe send uh, Vimalco down. Um, it looks like we may be putting someone on IR soon, so maybe the team ends up carrying three goalies for a while. Who knows? Uh, I thought that was an interesting aspect of the taxi squad kind of way that the last game ran. Teams were carrying three goalies. Uh, I think it could potentially be a thing that we look for in the future of the NHL.
0: Having a third goalie would be interesting, um, especially because remember. remember it's rare, but you've had those, you know, quote, emergency backup goalies. Yeah. Um, e-bugs are fun, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it, it is kind of one of those things where I'm, the first time a Zamboni driver needed to suit up for goal, like, I felt like the NHL would be like, this system's not uh, sustainable. We should not do that. But it's only one game, so I guess it's not too big of a, a thing. Yeah. I, I really don't see the harm in adding, like, another roster spot for a third goalie. I think it would make things a little bit easier for, for teams. Uh, I think it's kind of a way of the future. Once we get over the fact that, like, goalies are playing less, which is always something we hear, like, as in a time, people are like, oh, goalies aren't playing, like, 50 games anymore. How can you determine who's the best starting goalie? And I just don't
0: believe that. And that's and that's why the, um you know... The that, that deal with the Vesna Trophy, how like it is much harder to determine who, you, um, in more modern plus future NHL who that best goalie, who who the, who, who the Vesna is. Well, wow. now um, a a trophy, I like you know an award I look at is the Jennings Trophy.
1: Mm, that, yeah,
0: that, that was put. Between, it's pretty much oh, who's the best two goaltenders on the one team?
1: I, I like the Jennings Trophy. I honestly don't think that the Vesna even now, is harder to determine than the Selkie. Like, I, the best defensive forward, to me, is always just one of those, like, how? what are you using to qualify that decision? That seems like, historically, it's all been eye test, and I guess now you can use some some stats for it, but...
0: Well, let's be uh, and it's and, and let's be frank about that, about that Selkie, too, where it's very based on mainly not just like yeah it says defensive forward but let's be real who are the defensive forwards the centers
1: yeah who's the best center playing for a decently market team that makes it to the playoffs that's that's what the selkie really is no offense to like anyone who's run it it's still a uh an honor to get but it's just like one of those ones where i'm like that's that's ambiguous like I, I don't see why people are complaining about the Vesna so much, and and maybe they're not. Maybe I'm just like lightning rotting in on the criticism. But yeah, I like three goalies.
0: Well, three goalies would be really at, would would be quite quite fun to uh, to watch, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, especially I don't I still don't know though to what extent Kaitis would use Carter Hutton. Like
1: I don't either, but I, I I will say that we have seen that Tournier. I haven't seen. I don't believe we've seen him play both goal or one goalie for a back to back yet. So he does seem to be pretty good at letting his players rest. I think he can make something happen with a uh, with an extra goalie. Uh,
0: which would have, which is what we wanted last year when they had three yeah. like stellar goalies. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh I would have liked to have seen it last year, but it didn't happen, and eh, maybe
0: this year though uh, yeah, but it d- d- doesn't seem as fun anymore though because I'm like, come on, like, yeah, you know, theymelka wedgwood, hutton like it's like, oh, you know, you no know, n- not n- terrible goalies, but yeah, they can all get the job done versus last year when it was you know Kemper ranta hill.
1: Yeah, I, I've just I, I've as soon as last season ended, I just gave up on it, and I was just like, nope, no, never gonna happen again. I I don't even want to talk about it, really. Um, but but yeah, I think the Coyotes were in a a great situation last year. They didn't properly utilize it. I'd like to see them at least try something like that this year.
0: Let's see. Let's let's see if it works. Um, let's see what they decide again uh, they gotta make a decision relatively soon we'll see what that what the decision is yeah.
1: uh, I'm sure like I I have no idea what they're gonna do like I'm gonna be honest I, there's a couple of ways I could see them playing it um, and it'll definitely be interesting to see uh, I don't think it'll be a firm decision right away I think that they may kind of like pass the buck a little bit more but It'll be kind of interesting to see what the Coyotes do.
0: It will be indeed. We still got more to get to on this show of Locked On Coyotes. We will finish what we started last week when we began our uh, mid-season review for a third of the way through the season on you know grading the Arizona Coyotes parts of the team. So we'll continue that with uh, coach with uh, coaching as well as uh, special teams talk. All that coming up on this episode of Lockdown On But first, a quick word for more sponsors.
1: So I've been talking with my brother and sister about what to get our father for Christmas this year. Uh, and we were talking about getting him some meat because he likes meat and grilling and all that kind of fun stuff. And with the holidays coming up right around the corner, finding the perfect gift is always tricky. Which is why Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send family and friends an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahastakes.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. Use the code NHL and you can get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Or the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com and you'll receive free or eight free burgers when you're entering the promo code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks, incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's OmahaSteaks.com keyword NHL.
0: And guys, you listen to the podcast for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a, m- a month per line so your family can share all the insights, all the power of, of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll be able to save and all the edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers, one phone per, um, per line, or one and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for, uh, for all phones and networks. Boost Mobile. So see BoostMobile.com for details. Okay, so now let's get back on track, Kyle. So last week we were doing, uh, you know, third-way th- season reviews. At the time it was 25 games. Now a couple games more have been played. Um, I think only two more games, right? So 27 yep. now. Um and we graded the Coyotes. Uh, we were going to do a two part series. We just did the basics offense, defense, goalies, um, you know, last week. And like, oh, and then, just, and tomorrow we're going to go ahead and do, um, you know, more stuff. We're going to do special teams, coaching, management, all stuff like that. And then we had the news about the, uh, arena. Yeah. The or arena. the, uh, the uh, the uh, the lockout, the potential lockout or the tax problem. Yeah. Um, and we had to address that. Um, now we're back on, we're getting back on track. So let's finish what we started talking about the um, grading, this gradiness, because I'm pretty sure like some of you guys were getting ready to tune in to hear that. And then this happened. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Let's talk about special teams first. Mm. Um. So how again, as a reminder to everyone, how we're doing this is we're grading them and then um, giving them a letter grade, and then um, going to just describe it. And uh, I was joking about you know because we're in Arizona, we should give them the letter grades that are applicable here in Arizona. But I don't think that. But the letter grade that I was I'm about to give for special teams, Carl. That, that would apply here in Arizona it doesn't sound as bad as the letter greater or everywhere else in the U.S. So i S. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Special teams gets enough.
1: Yeah. Special teams gets enough. I, I, I don't think there's any other way to say it. Uh, the coyotes don't have a lot of good personnel, but we have seen before that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have bad special teams. Like when you have a man advantage or you're able to ice the puck, like if you do things right, you can you can make things happen. Coyotes can't make things happen though. So
0: yeah, and the other and you have other issues too with 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 this team is as you, you were mentioning before is this team takes way too many penalties, and their penalty kill is atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, they've had games where their penalty kill did their job, but that's the problem is when we tell them for doing their job rather than doing a good job, it's like oh. They did their job today. They? They versus most of the days, we're just like, man, you're always going to allow, you know, power play goals. Just like power play, you know, the other team gets a power play, there's probably going to be a goal involved.
1: Well, I think the worst part about the Coyotes um, special team, specifically the penalty kill, um, is they take so many power or they take so many penalties Mm -hmm. that they just kind of push the envelope. Like if they took one fewer penalty, like they would have a much better like penalty kill average because it, it always seems like the last one they take is the one where their opponents finally score. Like that has happened so many times. I think that's what happened with the Philadelphia Flyers game. I think they scored on the last power play. I, I may be wrong. I can't look that up right now, but we have definitely seen that this, this season where like just that last uh, power play opportunity that the team has, that's where they score. So that's a special teams problem. Like the fact that they're getting beat, but it's also a discipline problem. Uh, I think special teams more than anything else relates to what we're going to be talking about next coaching.
0: Yeah, that will be what we talk about next. But let's keep let let's let, let's keep on uh, special teams and obviously, um, and while I try to bring, um, bring up some of the NHL. Um,
1: oh, I have the stats. stats here.
0: Oh, so they have- are
1: they have the 29th ranked penalty kill and the dead last in power play.
0: Dead last in power play.
1: Dead oh, last. Oh, wow. They have converted twelve point one percent of the time uh above them the new jersey devils the montreal canadians and the pittsburgh penguins which again kind of shows that like the talent base doesn't necessarily have too much to do with how you play on special teams uh, also above the penguins the vegas golden knights um, they have the 28th ranked power Which
0: play. Which the Vegas Golden Knights started off worse. Like, this, the Vegas Golden Knights started off, like, what, it was, like, a 2%? <laughs> it Eagles. took, I think, a lot of games for them to
1: get their first power play. I don't remember how many, but I remember writing previews, and I was going to say, like, the Coyotes have the worst power play. But no, the Vegas Golden Knights still hadn't scored a goal. Um, so, yeah there there's that disconnect and it's it's frustrating to watch uh especially like you know that the coyotes power play isn't going to save them and it really could
0: yeah it could um it's just
1: i mean they're playing a lot of tight games so like an extra power play goal or one fewer power play goal, yeah like that could make a world of difference for them
0: it could. Um, but again, like as you as you mentioned, they take too many penalties. They just don't have the offensive um, you know, the offensive push on the um with the man advantage. And let's be frank too, like this this case team what maybe once or twice, not very often, will get a two man advantage and still do nothing. Yeah. Uh I remember they had if not a full two minute two man advantage,
1: like almost like maybe like a couple of seconds between the calls, like you got to make something happen there. Like I know scoring power play goals isn't easy. Uh, There's a reason why even the best power play in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers, converts less than a third of the time. Like when your opponent can ice the puck, it's a lot easier than normal. But still, you have to.
0: But a two-man advantage, that goes up
1: yeah and you gotta make a, your opponent's pay. you just got it. you gotta dig deep, you have to have like a good strategy, and you gotta make something happen and I think that the, it kind of carries over into what we're gonna be talking about soon, uh the coaching because looking at the front office, we still have phil Phil Howsley running the power play. he ran it under tocket uh, who also didn't have that great, despite having better personnel so. Maybe the system needs to change.
0: Absolutely. Let's actually get to coaching in just a sec. Um we we'll, um we talked, you know, just a bit over about p um teams and we know that we were giving it an F just as a uh, as a disclaimer. For those who aren't who are out who are listening outside of Arizona and I mentioned the grading step from Arizona, I was gonna give them an E, which is what we do in Arizona, which is weird. Um but if you pay attention, it doesn't sound as bad.
1: Yeah. Uh I've never gotten a knee, so I don't have personal experience with that.
0: Uh, In the journalism world, so I'm going to go trigger maybe those who who were part of the journalism. Maybe maybe Cronkite did this, but I know U of A did this. Is if you um, miss, if if you um, said somebody was director of scouting when they're really um, vice president of hockey operations. Um you'll get an auto E because you mislabeled that person. Mm. Um if you misspell their name, you can get an auto E from his like.
1: See, I went to business school and in, in psychology school. They're they're way more lax. Journalism.
0: Accuracy. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um just wanted to give you guys the uh you know, the, the little disclaimer on there why I mentioned that at the beginning. Um so I was gonna say E, but it doesn't sound as bad, so that's why I gave him an F. Um, so that that's that. But we gotta get to uh the last bit, coaching, in just a bit. But first, I want to tell you guys this episode brought to you by uh by Stance. I've been hearing a lot about Stance apparel lately, especially because they've launched a new line of active apparel. Plus, it's holiday gifting time, and stance is the coolest gift that you can give. Um these are supposed to be very uh, incredibly comfortable and you know well made. Um, you know they I'm just trying to look yeah, their their socks and joggers and hoodies are there's they're they're absolutely amazing. Um they're different than, than than all the other old stuff you wear because uh Oh man. Sorry, I got a little bit of a of a dry throat. Uh but we don't you don't you always have to settle for back that you'd always have to settle for back in the day. stands changed the mindset by offering color and comfort and create, create, creativity like no other. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic along with some of the pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They've got a lot of different collaborations, including the Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, The Goonies, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter, Disney, Marvel, Bob Marley, Major League Baseball, NBA, Pixar, and just the the list goes on and on and on. But don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Because Stanta believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. For those that feel good, do good. See, Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code Lockdown at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. Okay, so now let's finish things off, Carl. Um, Our last grade we're going to give. Coaching. I'll let Jeff- you start. Ah. Uh,
1: Coaching. Coaching. Coaching is a tough one uh, because it is wrapped up so much with a lot of other factors. Um, and there are quite a few player or people who are involved in coaching. It's not just Tournier. Um He has some assistant coaches. Um, the one he brought in was Mario Duramel. Uh, apologies if I mispronounced that. And we had the return of assistant coaches Phil Housley, Corey Stillman, goaltender coach Corey Schwab. Um, so that's a lot. I'm going to say C plus as my overall ranking for coaching. I think that there's some bright spots. I think, uh, goaltending coach, uh, Schwab has been doing really good. We're seeing like kind of the revitalization of Scott Wedgwood. We're seeing some stellar play from Carol Famelka. Uh, I think Phil Housley and Corey Stillman, maybe less good. Charnier still a little bit too early to call. The one big thing I have is the team takes too many penalties. That's a discipline issue. I'm not sure how much of that is his fault, how much he's like not being able to instill that, and how much is just like the team is getting beat, and so they're taking stupid penalties to make up for that.
0: Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I was going to say somewhere around to see um, this team obviously... And, and and the way I see say, say see cuz like okay that you know coaching's definitely around average this team this coyotes team at the start remember we talked about how abysmal they were to start the season yeah and they slowly got better over time because they were fitting into the system that Andre Torney wanted um and you're you're we're slowly seeing that obviously there's still a lot of gaps there um but that's also the testament of still i mean we well, again. We're only twenty-seven games in this season. That's yep. A, B. Um, let's let's let, let's be frank. It's this still a newer team, right? You have a lot sure. of players um, who are who haven't played each, each other for a while, so they got to get used to each other. Chemistry still needs to be a hundred percent there. And you were saying, oh, a third of the way the season, they should already be there. Let's let's be real. Some of these players know where they're not going to be with each other next year, anyways. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, there's only so much they can co- coaching can do to revi- completely revitalize this team to make it look like a competitive team. But let's actually let's also look at it this way, and there's the reason why I give them like I say, C or on average, better than what I was anticipating to start off, and that is the talent level of this team is pretty poor. Right? You don't have very, you do not have a lot of good players in this team. No superstars, none of that. Despite that, this team, on numerous occasions, obviously, there's there's several um, exceptions to what I'm about to say, but there are numerous occasions where this team competed with some of the top dogs in the league. Like, like, like you're able to have, like, a one goal game with the best team in the National Hockey League or have, like, or only lose by two or whatever. Like, it's a close game. And you, like, on the ice, does it look like they're playing that well? No. But they, but the, but Torna reads what he need, what the team needs to do to adjust and keep it close. And, and I think it's there.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think there are some bright spots. Like you said, the team is able to play against some of the top competition. That's good to see. Um, I think that the player who needs to be the most engaged this year is Clayton Keller, and I think that he is getting that. I I think Tournier is getting a lot out of Keller, which is kind of phenomenal. Uh, I'd like to see him maybe get a little bit more out of Barrett Hayton, uh, just because I think that that's a player who the Coyotes need to be Playing well, and he's been fine, but just not able to generate kind of the offense that the team needs. Um, the again, the, the issues that I have with the team and how they play, kind of like the major bright, sore spots, uh, neutral zone play, and special teams like, I, I cannot be certain how well or how much of that is just the. low skill like you said I I think Turner is doing well to kind of get the most out of what he can and unfortunately that answer is just not much I I would like to see a change of the special teams assistant coaches uh, during this upcoming offseason though Uh, I understand kind of wanting to keep them around keep some kind of sense of continuity but I think most people anticipate that a coach is going to bring in their own coaches after a year
0: I think wasn't there a, like a like, chatter in the offseason regarding Housley, whether or not he was going to be kept around. I think probably pro- might have been stuck around because one maybe maybe one of the players, one of the core players, wanted wanted to keep him around. Maybe I'm wrong, but
1: I'm at, i I I don't particularly remember hearing that. It wouldn't surprise me though. I'm kind of curious to because Housley mostly runs what the defenseman and the power play. Only defenseman who stuck around was Chikrin. Uh, so unless Chikrin was like lobbying hard for Phil Housley, which we don't know, which could be
0: which could be the case because if he's defenseman in power play, look at what Chikrin did last year.
1: Yeah, and also look at the fact that Chikrin is losing, lost his long term defensive partner in Alex Golgaski. So. Could be, uh, but I, I, if that is the case, if it was Chickman lobbying for him, if a player was indeed lobbying for him, um, we don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't I, know at all.
1: I don't think that would be enough next year, especially with Chickman's play
0: this year. Just,
1: it, It's not kind of the thing that warrants having a coach come back. Maybe get like fresh set of eyes on that.
0: Well, yeah, especially because we look at, um, again, not only – special teams this year but special teams last year yeah yeah i agree <laughs> which is interesting because um how long ago was it now two or three years ago when the arizona carriers had the best the most ex- i would say not best but most exciting penalty kill
1: yeah yeah and then we let that coach go um who was it Uh, it was a couple years back. Um no no. But but yeah, uh we had one of the best penalty kills and we let the coach go and it just
0: did not work out well. Uh I did not like that one. The excitement of watching Michael Gravner get get a uh, shorthanded goals every game. Yeah. Which uh, also just
1: kind of goes to show is it is it personnel or is it the coaching?
0: True, because Grabner was a penalty kill specialist. That's the way they had him. But yep. But you know, again, it's hard to gauge. Again, we're only a, you know a third of the way through the season. Is hard to gauge? But at the same time, you have still somewhat of a level of expect expectation for what little you have, what little you know, right? Yeah. And um, expectations have not been have been met in some places and not met in others. Agreed. Uh,
1: Agreed. Uh, And real quick, before we go, it looks like Scott Allen was that coach that we were talking about who ran the penalty kill when it
0: was exceptionally good. Okay. That's good. Yeah, Scott Allen. All right. Um, Yeah. I don't know why they let him go.
1: Hmm. Maybe bring him back. (laughs)
0: Find out you where know. he is. Find out yeah. where he is. You're right.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Anyways, though, so we are just about out of time here on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you get to already. We're available everywhere you get your get you get your podcast, um, hundred percent free everywhere. Um. Also, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We are at uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. It is Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Interact with us. Ask the questions you might have. We might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget. To Howl On.